Hey guys, Kale here. So, what is an unreached or reached people group? And who determines whether they're reached or unreached? That's what I want to talk about today. So, in missions, we often refer to reached people groups or unreached people groups. And this is common phrasing in missiology classes and just missions in general, um, cross-cultural missions, world evangelism, whatever you want to call it. We have this idea of reached and unreached people groups. Um, you could do a whole episode just on the meaning of people groups, but let me just summarize it really quick. It's the idea that we're not talking only about a country's borders, but also the different groups of cultures and cultural people groups there's your phrasing, within a country's borders. And so um, somebody might be going to Mexico, but specifically trying to reach a group of people there. Um, for instance, I have a friend who's a missionary in Ecuador, but he's specifically trying and successfully reaching the Quechua people in Ecuador. It's a specific people group. And so there are missions resources that try to give us a good understanding of the progress of world evangelism in different countries and nations, but also even more specifically people groups. And so, you know, maybe if we thought of it as a funnel, um, whereas the, the upside down pyramid, right? So the, the largest um, generality, the largest set before we get into subsets would be, uh, let's just say continents, I suppose. Um, and then within each continent, right, you have different countries. Within each country, you have different territories and states. And then within each territory or state, it might get smaller because you get into, you know, cities, villages, principalities. Um, but really, you know, if you don't want to just use geographic markers and borders, what you get down to after you get into territories is people groups. And so it's a more specific way of um, targeting people with, uh, to, to reach them with the gospel in a cultural manner rather than just um, specifically uh, categorizing everybody by their, their geographical borders. And so often people will talk about we need to target our focus. And this was a big deal in the 20th century and, and still is and rightly should be. So I, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, I'm just going to diss on everybody who goes with this. Um, but specifically in the 20th century, there was a huge emphasis put on world missions um, to reach unreached people groups, people groups that we or somebody has deemed unreached. And so that means we have to deem other people groups as reached so that we can stop focusing on them and focus on the unreached. And to be fair, listen, we don't want to send all our missionaries to the same place because then there's lots of places that don't have missionaries. So, so there is a reason for this emphasis and a good reason too. Um, but I want to talk about something today that I think um, can, can make us lose our focus on what people may have deemed reached people groups or even reached nations and countries. And so uh, today I want to talk about reached and unreached. And so, you know, typically you'll hear the, the reason we get into this reached and unreached people group discussion is because a lot of times what we'll say at missions conferences, and again, rightfully so, is that you'll find the most unreached people 
the most people without gospel witness in the what we call the 1040 window, and that's specifically a a square or a rectangle. Um, if if you're looking at the 10 and the 40 uh, latitude and longitude lines on a map, which is going to cover a lot of like the Middle East and uh, and and Asia, I believe, without pulling up a map of it. And so you you have a lot of the you know the world's most unreached people living in that area of the world, and so a lot of emphasis has been placed on there, and and rightfully should continue to be. Um, but I want to look at maybe a a pitfall of classifying reached and unreached people groups, not because we shouldn't be trying to track how the church is doing in missions and world missions because we ought to be because if we don't track that then we have no way of knowing if we're accomplishing the goals that we're setting and 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 if we aren't how should we adjust what we're doing and so that, but but I want to talk about some things and so uh, I want us to look on the computer here I've got a website pulled up which is just one of many resources that can be used um to try and understand uh, the different the, the levels of impact the gospel and missionaries have had um, in the world. And so this is called Joshua Project. If you're listening on the audio podcast, you can go to joshuaproject.net or just Google Joshua Project and you'll find it. Um, but if you're on my YouTube channel, Kale Horvath Media, um, we've got this uh, set up so that you can see what I'm looking at. And so uh, hopefully you guys can see this. I'll zoom in a little bit more. Okay, and so you go to Joshua Project, and there's a lot of different resources, and this is a good resource. I've used it. I've used this for years, ever since over a decade. Um, and so if you go to search and you just type in, so I, I'm a missionary in Hungary. Let's just see what it has to say about Hungary. You don't only have to search for a country. You can search regions, continents, religions, and people groups and languages. But let's just search Hungary because I just want to give you guys a quick example of how raw data doesn't always tell us the whole story. Um, a lot of times data needs context or it depends on how the data is being interpreted. And so we've got Hungary pulled up here and there's only one result for Hungary. If you search here, we'll just search China and you can see there's a bunch of results because you have uh, different people groups and you can see under data type here, people group name, dialect name, country name. So if you just wanted data on China, we would click on this one here. Um, but there's a, a whole mess of results, but to make it simpler, we're just going to look at uh, the country that, that we are working in. So I'll click on Hungary and uh, here's what comes up. Number of people groups, 28, there's 28 different people groups in Hungary, which is super interesting. Um, this website says that there's four specifically groups that are unreached total population 9.9 million people um and before we look at some of these other stats up here i want to scroll down a little bit and show you this is really neat it's going to show you the different people groups that are in hungary as well as an approximate number uh population wise as well as primary religions progress scale super interesting so you've got americans armenian bosnians uh, british bulgarians um yeah, I'm one of the 3,600 Americans. That's pretty interesting. Um, and then, but if you really, if you're scrolling down and just hunting down this list, the largest people group, of course, is just going to be the Hungarians or the Magyar. And that's uh, 9.3 million of the people who are living here. Um, and so that that's kind of important because then you could click on this and you could start looking at just this people. Um but here's what I want to take a look at is the country as a whole, because this is a great um, exercise if you're 
in a missiology class in Bible college, like Living Faith Bible Institute, or if you want to be a missionary and you're researching where you would like to go, this is these are great tools for determining the need. But here's what I want you to see. When we look at a country like Hungary on this particular um, resource, which is a very good resource, by the way, um, what does it say? Well, if you look at this little meter up here that has red, orange, yellow, light green, and green, it's in the light green, which would make you assume, oh, this country's reached right? Population unreached, only 0.8%, it says, 77,000 out of almost 10 million. Largest religion, Christianity, 87%. Percent Christian adherent, 87.03%. Well, if you were just quickly looking at some of this data, you would be like, oh, Hungary doesn't need missionaries. Almost 90% Christian. 8.7 out of 10 people are Christians here, apparently. Okay, but wait, Data needs context. Now look at this. Now, now to be fair to Joshua Project, they put this number up here for you. Percent evangelical, 3.06%. 3% evangelical, even though they're considering the country Christian. Now, why is that? Well, here's your context. I'm, I live and work in Hungary. The country is historically Roman Catholic. Since its inception a thousand years ago, and that's important to know because that means that 87% of the, the country, well, okay, 87 minus 3%, so 84% of the country is going to identify as Roman Catholic, which is not the same gospel that an evangelical would preach. It's a works-based system of salvation, which is not biblical salvation, okay? So that's important. That means that only 3% approximately, of the almost 10 million person population is evangelical. Now, this evangelical, what does this mean? Okay, well, if we scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page here, we have definitions. Thank you, Joshua Project, for, for that. And if you scroll through and find evangelical, what's their definition of evangelical for their data set? Well, let me read you a couple of these because I don't want to bore you to death, but followers of Christ who generally emphasize the Lord Jesus Christ as the sole source of salvation through faith in him. Well, that's good. Personal faith and conversion with regeneration by the Holy Spirit. Okay. A recognition of the inspired word of God as the only basis for faith and living. Sounds good. Commitment to biblical preaching and evangelism that brings others to faith in Christ. Okay. And there's some other things listed here. The noun evangelical is capitalized since it represents a body of Christians with a fairly clearly defined theology. It's funny that they can put fairly and clearly together. Um, but then it also says things like all affiliated Christians of denominations that are evangelical in theology as defined above. Uh, and so like they're defining the way that they're using the term for you. But what you can see really quickly is that evangelical is really going to mean Christian who's not Orthodox or Catholic. That's what it's going to mean. Now, by their definition, it doesn't seem like they would include Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses, but where else would you put them in your data set? So does that 3%? Certainly, it includes every Protestant or non-Protestant, like Baptist evangelical denominations. Uh, but what about ones that would believe in uh, you have to work for your salvation but call themselves evangelical? There's lots of denominations. So, so we're talking realistically less than 3%, certainly less than 3% Baptist, but forget about Baptist. What about just those who understand biblical soteriology? Far less than 3% of 10 million people. But if you just glanced at this data, you would say, well, it's almost 90% Christian, so we don't need to send missionaries there. That's not true. 
It's not true. And so when we talked about reached and unreached people groups, I'm not saying that we shouldn't send people to African countries and to Middle Eastern countries and to China, Asian countries in general. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying to ignore the 1040 window. I'm just saying don't ignore places like Europe just because a website says 87% Christian. Read into that data set a little bit more and get the context because I'm telling you less than 3% of this country that I'm in today, less than 3%, of this country would go to heaven if Christ came back tomorrow because they're believing either in zero God or the God they believe in they're, they're trusting in a workspace system of salvation. So uh, let me give you one more uh, really quickly, another resource. So we're not putting everything on one resource um, because I, I don't know the full backstory to Joshua project, although it is a good resource. I'm not saying don't use it. Just read all of the data, not just a certain interpretation of the data. Um, it looks like they're owned. I did a little research beforehand. They're owned by something called Frontier Ventures that was established um, by a guy named Dr. Ralph D. Winters, I th- who I think was a Presbyterian preacher and missionary back in the day. So, I mean, probably a good thing. Probably it seems a little parachurchy, but li- but listen, they're doing good work and they're collecting data that is useful. We just need to interpret it correctly. Um, now, if we go to now, I'm not a Southern Baptist. I am a Independent Baptist. But the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, their mission board, the International Missions Board (IMB), um, they actually have a lot of good. Uh, missionary and uh, missiology resources. And so if you go to their uh, webpage, imb.org and look at resources under this resource tab here. And uh, if you go to training and research, we can look at global research and um, their global research falls into different categories. We're going to look at the reports here. And what we're looking at is what they call the global status of evangelical Christianity. And so they they also break this down specifically in a in a way that only looks at what the Southern Baptist Convention missionaries are doing. But I believe this is a more broad and general uh, resource, just like Joshua Project. And so we've got a map here, which uh, looks like a lot, but the same kind of system, red, orange, yellow, light green, dark green. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just pick my country again. Let's look at Hungary. And if I pull up Hungary and we zoom in a bit, um, not a ton of resources, um, but that's quite all right. It'll give us enough to work with. Um, if you look at these bar graphs on the left here, it says there's, you know, people groups. 75% is red, 25% is light green. And if we look at their definitions here of red um, is, let's see, where did I see that before? Oh right here um oh lost it sorry guys oh here it is um red less than two percent evangelical and the light green is greater than or equal to two percent evangelical um so that can get a little confusing but here's the idea the population of hungary 99 percent of it so we can almost say the entire population of hungary they're considering as less than 2% evangelical. So here he goes. IMB, which is the International Missions Board of the Southern Baptist Convention, they don't consider Hungary reached at all. They're saying, hey, 99% of the population um, is considered less than 2% evangelical. Some, which means some evangelical resources available, but no active church planning within the past two years. 
Um, now I listen, I'm here. And so I, I know that I know that there's church planning going on cause I'm one of them and I know some others, but, but here's the idea, two different resources, similar information, but completely presented in a different way. You click on Joshua project. Look, you've got green 87% Christianity. You go over to IMB's website, 99% in the red not not well reached and so that that's the difference of an in, interpreting the data we have to be careful with that if we go to back to joshua project really quick um we could we could search another uh country let's just do like mexico because there's i know that there's a lot of uh, you know latin america has has a lot of missionaries but let's just see what mexico has i'm going to go to mexico under country name and not just dialect or language or people group and if we look at the country as a whole, there it's it's in dark green. They're saying progress level, Christianity ninety five percent, percent evangelical, ten and a half percent. That's a big difference because that means ninety percent of the country is Christian adherent, but doesn't know the gospel. <laughs> because less than ten or ten percent, ten and a half percent are considered evangelical, with a growth rate of three point eight percent in the evangelical world, and so. Here, here's my my only point as we wrap this up. Sorry, I went a little bit long here. Is that reached and unreached people groups? We have to be careful how we look at the data because, listen, first of all, we're only one generation away in any country from going from reached to unreached, from going, you know, going from evangelized to non-evangelized, going uh, Christian and evangelical secular we're only one generation away at any time so we can't let up we certainly can't consider uh an area of the world reached and then leave it alone especially when some missionaries of antiquity may have not uh, set up the locals to carry on the mission and if they leave and then it just dies in a generation or two well then you're back where you started that's why where christianity started in the middle east and turkey and all of those things it's not considered reached but a thousand years ago 2,000 years ago, rather, it's where Christianity was starting. So let's just be careful when we're interpreting this data of reached and unreached and make sure that we really know um, who has the gospel, the true biblical gospel, not just who has a Christian appearance in their population. Thanks, guys, so much. I appreciate you tuning in each week. Catch you back here, same time, same place, next week on Ministry and Missions Unfiltered. See ya!